Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Gay With God podcast, a safe place for us to share our stories and support one another. How long did we know? What challenges did we face? Did we lose our faith? When did we find our way back home? Or are we still searching? The stories you hear on this podcast will melt your heart and strengthen your belief that in God, all things are possible and you can be authentically gay with the God of your understanding. I'm your host, Midge Noble, and I am very honored that you are here. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Gay With God podcast. I am Midge Noble, your host, and I am also your Gay With God author. It is official, as I said before, the memoir is almost ready to launch. It's Gay With God, Reclaiming My Faith, Honoring My Story, and I did a soft launch in Connecticut this past week, and it was amazing. There were some problems with the trip up and some problems while I was there, but all of those things make for good fodder. And what I mean by that is that our local brewery, Four Saints Brewing Company in Ashboro, they have a a really unique thing that they do the first Sunday of every month, and it's called Herd, H-E-A-R-D, and it is a collaboration between the brewing company and Rhino Leap Productions in town that puts on amazing theater productions, and so it's just a great combination. So we're allowed to get up on stage and tell a true story, and it is just fantastic. I am always a nervous wreck. I'm always scared to death and I always love it once I'm (laughs) done with it. So last night I told the story of how I wound up on an abandoned hotel floor after midnight by myself. To hear more about that story, (laughs) come to the Ask Me Anything that I'm going to be doing. The last Ask Me Anything for the memoir is going to be October 12th, the day after I launch on the 11th, October 12th at 7 p.m. So if you want to hear the rest of this story that I told it heard, please join me for the Ask Me Anything, which is the Zoom group that I've been doing since last January as I approached this monumental for me launch date of October 11th with a finished memoir. Email me at empoweredmidge at gmail.com and let me know you're interested in being a part of that and I will get the link to you. If you're already a part of the Gay With God Facebook community, you will have the event listed in the featured section. So if you want to join the Gay With God community online, then you can get into the Facebook group, answer all of the questions. You'll be on the inside and you'll get to join us for my faith journey that I do once a month. The next one of those meetings is going to be October 9th at 6.30. That's exclusive for the Gay With God group. And so if you want to be a part of that, join the Gay With God community online, Gay With God group on Facebook, and you will get all of the links for the things that I do. So that's a little bit of business. Oh, and the last thing I want to tell you, and I might remind you of this again at the end, but I am going to do a Gay With God book club. That date has not been determined yet. I'm going to check with the group that's formally meeting for the Ask Me Anything and make sure of the date and times it's going to work for them. And I will publish that 
in the Facebook Gay With God group and also on my Facebook page. So that's going to be something that I want to offer you guys. If as you're reading the memoir, I would love for you to have an in-person Zoom meeting with me and join the book club. Okay, enough of that. (laughs) So today I'm talking about speaking your truth to power. Now, what that means for me is that I am bold enough to be able to be authentic and to speak my truth, which empowers me. When I say to power, I don't mean to overpower anyone. I mean that I am able to use my strength of authenticity and truth to put it out into the world in a powerful way so that what needs to be heard can be heard. And that is very much my mission, is to take what's on my heart and soul and put it out into the world for anyone who needs to hear it. I know that some people will never journey back to church. Some people have absolutely no desire to have a relationship with the God of any understanding. I have atheist friends who I have conversations with. Most recently, I had a conversation with one of my friends while I was actually painting my mom-in-law's house. I'm on a ladder, I'm painting, and the phone rings, and it's my friend. And we get into a very deep conversation of questions and challenges about my beliefs and about what I think. And I know, without a shadow of a doubt, that I will be totally shocked if he ever decides to lean back into a Christian relationship with the God of his understanding. Especially since at this point he doesn't even believe in God and doesn't believe in anything about that. So it would be shocking. However, it is important for me to know that there are people out there that really do want that. And at the herd event at the brewery the other night, I had a couple of people come up to me and one of them said, I don't know how you did it, referring to me going back to church. And I've always struggled, and I don't know how to do it. And he was so desperate to get a hold of my memoir because he felt like that would be some sort of a light for him to start to follow. And I was deeply honored, and I was very touched that what I had said in the beginning of writing this memoir was that if I can write this for the one person who wants that relationship and doesn't know how to get it, then I, I think I've done my job and I've fulfilled a calling that I have felt called to do this. So I am so grateful that he was at that brewery last night and I was at that brewery and I decided to tell the story I wanted to tell and intertwine the memoir into it because that's really uncomfortable for me okay putting my stuff out in the world is uncomfortable promoting myself marketing myself I suck at that by the way so it is hard for me to do it and yet I felt so compelled to go ahead and plug it last night and to talk a little bit about it and that was exactly what that guy needed. And another woman came up to me last night and she was texting a friend of hers who was desperate to hear this information. And her husband looked over and said, I'm going to buy you that book for Christmas. She goes, no, I'm going to order it now. And I want it now. And I want to send it to whomever she was sending it to. And she came up and told me that story and how grateful she is that I have this podcast. And she wants to give that to 
that link to someone too. So I am thrilled that what I'm feeling called to do is landing in the right places. And that's speaking my truth to power because that power then is going out to everybody else who needs a little piece of that, just like I needed a little piece of that. The other thing that talks about speaking your truth to power is sometimes it's not speaking it but asking questions and I have a dear friend that's also a publish your purpose author her book is called worthy the memoir of an ex-mormon lesbian and her name is Chris Davis and you can find her website at Chris Davis proud c-h-r-i-s Davis proud Chris Davis proud and she talks in her blog that you can find from that website about speaking truth to power through questions so today's blog was the day I stopped believing and it was so so good and I wanted to intertwine that in this podcast today because she she had to challenge what she was being taught the questions she came up with were amazing for her situation and I loved reading every single word of it so I wanted to commend that to you and see if you would like to take a look at it as well but for today's purposes that was my kind of jumping point (laughs) for this podcast today because it was on my heart when I talked about truth to power and I saw what happened last night it's, it's all about challenging old beliefs, right? It's about looking at everything I've been taught from the time I was a very, very little girl until the time that I finally had to say, wait a minute, I have a question about this. Why am I created to be me and I'm going to hell? And that question was not the first question I asked. My first question has always been, who made God? But that is not answered at yet. But I still have the belief that there is one. And that's me personally. I believe there is a God. It's the God of my understanding, which, by the way, if you follow me on TikTok and Instagram, I got slammed the other day. (laughs) I think some people are just waiting to hear the word gay, and they have some kind of bot that can pop over there to you, because within seconds of me posting a live uh, TikTok from my hotel room in Hartford, Connecticut, I was getting all this religious jargon thrown at me and telling me how bad I was. (laughs) And you know, back in the day, that would have crushed me. I would have wanted to try to get them to understand and to believe how I believe and yada, yada, yada. I didn't care. I actually thought for just a moment, hey, somebody noticed that I was on TikTok. That's great. I'm starting to get followers. (laughs) So anyway, but I had to question my beliefs because it didn't include me. It, none of the spiritual lessons that I was taught in church, in college, anywhere I went, none of the sermons I listened to were supportive of a homosexual person having a relationship with God. Now, this is way back in the day, of course. And yet still today, there are very few churches, a lot more than there used to be, but very few churches and denominations that will say being gay is okay with God. So when when we ask questions, when we start to go through the process of figuring out what are my questions, what do I what don't I understand? What do I need to know? That's really powerful because you're then saying, okay, this doesn't feel true to me. This doesn't seem right. 
And then how can I blend what I want to believe and what I do believe with what I'm being taught? And if I can't, then maybe that teaching is wrong. Just because a whole bunch of people think it's a good idea to go swimming in the ocean where there's sharks that can bite you doesn't mean that's right for me. (laughs) And you will never find me there. That I can pretty much promise you. If I'm ever in the ocean without a boat... I can guarantee you it wasn't by my choice. (laughs) So start asking questions to yourself first. What do I want to know? What hasn't been sitting right for me? And where can I start to explore and look for those answers? You have to search your soul. Nobody is you. You're the only you there is. And it is okay for you to find a different truth than someone in your family someone else in your church. It is okay for you to be you because, spoiler alert, God created you to be you and there is not another you out there. Even if you're twins, you are maybe identically the same, but there are differences for you guys and you know that. You know how close you are, and you know that there's also separatism in how you may feel about something, how you put yourself out into the world. So get in touch with how you want to show up in this world. How do you want to show up? Do you want to always be dependent on on listening to the opinions of others? Or do you want to be an independent thinker and be able to come to conclusions that are right for your soul just not what makes sense. That happens with my wife and myself all the time. She's very logical and she sees the world very pragmatically. I am an emotional fireball <laughs> and I I don't make sense of some of the things that probably are true, but it just doesn't make sense to me. So I view the, the world through a, a kaleidoscope, really, and I see all sorts of things and yet that's not her way. We make a pretty good couple because she can kind of pull me back from the edge a little bit and I've brought her a little bit closer to it. So we we have really helped each other explore who we can be a little bit more, but I'm still the person that I am and I will always be independent in the way that I view the world because even though I do rely on people for certain information that I don't know and I know I can't access myself because my brain doesn't work that way, when it comes to searching my soul and finding answers for me and what direction I go, I have to be me. That's why this memoir came out because I had to be me. I was being called to write this memoir for myself, I think, and also for others. And I could not let anything deter me from getting that done because that was what I was called to do. The other thing is, do you want to show up in the world by knowing yourself? Other people will always tell us who we are, but who do you say you are? Who do you want to be? Who do you want to put out into this world? And that is with your time and your talents, your treasures. You know, that's the way we talk about it at the church when we're talking about stewardship. It's not just how much money can you give this church. It's Are you talented in a way that could serve, like being in the choir or being the treasurer or 
serving as a lector or a Eucharistic minister, what is your talent? Because that's just as important than what's in your pockets, which is a good thing because there's very few things in my pocket. So I have a lot of talents that I can give and I'm grateful to do so. Some of those things scare me to death and I don't always feel really talented in them, but I I do have the ability to read from the lectern and I do have the ability to serve as a Eucharistic minister. And I love that and I love being on the pastoral care team and being able to give solace to people who are not able to be with us because of sickness or because of injury. I love that. I'm not really keen on fixing food for other people other than someone maybe coming to my home. The hospitality committee, even though I'm very hospitable, I don't feel like I'm leaning into doing a coffee hour or something like that. But that's just me. Other people are eating that up and they love that. And that's why if you have time to do the things, if you have talent in a certain area, if you have treasures, give what you can and be who you want to be, but let it be on your terms. Search your soul for what fits you spiritually. There are people who are extremely spiritual and do believe in God and yet they don't find God in the church. They find God by the lake or in the woods or just in a recliner sitting there peacefully having a conversation with the God of their understanding. So how do you want to show up in the world spiritually? Religion is a, is a doctrine. It is a group of people who all believe exactly the same thing, sort of. Spirituality is is my way of putting myself into the world. I do say that I'm an Episcopalian and I'm very proud of being an Episcopalian. And yet there are certain things that they may believe that I'm not keen on. And that's okay because I'm still going to be me. I'm going to embrace everything that I feel fits me. And then I have the right to disagree and then maybe ask questions for clarification, but it's okay to disagree. We are all totally different people, and it doesn't matter if you align with one denomination, and that's how you get spiritually fed, but that doesn't mean that you are probably going to agree with every little thing that's written down about that denomination. Where do you find the peace in your soul, and how can you put that out into the world. Then think about what's going to hold you back from doing it. Speaking truth to power means that we have to overcome some hurdles. The biggest hurdle for me has always been fear. I fear what are people going to think? Are they going to reject me? I fear going against what everybody has always believed and maybe they're smarter than me. I have a lot of fears about things like that. The other thing that can hold us back is that we may have been taught that you need to be a good girl or a good guy. You know, you have a certain expectation from family members or from your church or from society as to what makes a good person. So if you're fearful that you are going to be rejected because they may not think you're good or you're not doing anything that you're supposed to be doing, that can hold you back. When we care so much about what other people think of us and how we do things, 
that really stymies our creativity. It stops us from speaking our truth to power because we're always trying to please others. People pleasers get shut down all the time because there is absolutely no way you can please everybody. And if that is who you have always been as a people pleaser, it is exhausting and it drives you crazy. It is just something that will never ever get done. And let's shout out to that barrier that holds us back, perfectionism. Raise your hand. I see you. I see you. You you really want to be perfect. You know that you can't be on some level, but you strive every single day to do everything perfectly. And when it doesn't turn out perfect, it just shatters your soul because you feel like you're inadequate. I'm preaching to the choir because I'm the choir director of this one. (laughs) Me wanting to be perfect has been my nemesis. And it's not because I believe that I'm above everybody else and that perfection is something that I can attain. I, I really don't believe that. And I know I can't and I shouldn't really because perfectionism is just not attainable. We are human beings doing the best we can on earth and it cannot ever be perfection. So whatever it is for you, however you get held back by putting your authentic self out there, take some time to explore that. Figure out what it is, what's holding you back, what scares you, what impossible goals are you trying to reach, and what is speaking to your soul as a calling to put out into the world. Ask yourself the tough questions. Find support if you need to. To figure out what were you taught that you need to leave behind? What can you bring forward and reconfigure it to fit your soul? And what can you do differently that makes your heart sing? I'm going to quote Chris Davis because she says in her blog, I've discovered there is more than one way to live. I've discovered that what I believed to be happiness in the church was only the comfort of feeling accepted in my community for my obedience and compliance. So I want for you and for me and for Chris to be able to be out in the world and not feel that they cannot be themselves, that they have to be in a line, they have to be obedient, they have to be compliant, they can't be a free thinker, and that's not true. I cannot be a part of a church where I can't be myself. I cannot be a part of a church where my beliefs are squashed. I cannot be a part of a church where I feel like I have to tiptoe around people who are disapproving of me. And so for me, my soul says that I will speak my truth to power. And if I am not accepted, this is not the right place for me. That doesn't mean that I don't want to be in church. I absolutely do. I am absolutely at home in the Episcopal denomination. That does not mean that every Episcopal church will fit me. As I grow and I expand, are we all growing and expanding together? Or am I growing ahead of the people that were feeding me spiritually when I first got there? Am I growing ahead of them? Or are we growing together? And can we help each other out? I tend to do better in community with others. I am not someone who wants to go on this path of spiritual enlightenment by myself. 
I want to close today by reading the last paragraph that Father Joe wrote in the afterword for my memoir, Gay with God, Reclaiming My Faith, Honoring My Story. He wrote, May you too have the courage to become who you are, who God has always known you to be. May you find in Midge's story of faith, hope, and love those same qualities in your life, so that no matter who you are, you may never forget that you are beautifully made in the image of one who loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Thank you, Midge, for reminding us all of this everlasting truth. The Reverend Joe Tyler Mitchell, a.k.a. Father Joe. Thank you, everybody who listen every week, supporting, sharing, and subscribing wherever you get your podcast. I thank you for choosing Gay with God. I also want to remind you that Keith Brown has an offering called Inlet Journey, your deconstruction guide to seven key theological topics. And he is very aware that deconstructing for some folks is very important to take a look at all the questions that we have and to see where we fit now. And in that program, he will cover the clobber verses, God, atonement, church, Lord's table, and baptism. In this course, Keith will share definitions, historical views, and then provide you with practical journal questions to help you process these important topics for yourself. And as a bonus, you'll receive a free group membership where you can ask questions, offer opinions, and make friends with other students in the course. And the best part is that it's affordable at a low price for this course, so check it out on the show page at empoweredmidge.podbean.com. Also, I want to remind you that the Facebook group Gay With God is available to you. I do the Faith Journey group from there. I'm doing the Ask Me Anything group from there, and I will be adding the Gay With God book club as we get closer to launch. If you are listening to this podcast and are questioning whether you can be in a relationship with the God of your understanding and also be gay, if you identify as LGBTQIA+, or not even sure if you're gay, God has always been within you, even when you didn't know it. You have always been gay with God. If you are struggling with this concept and you need to reach out to me to get supportive coaching, go to gaywithgod.com and reach out for a complimentary session. Thank you, everybody. Stay tuned to see how you can join the Gay With God community. And as always, you are loved. I want to invite you to become a part of the Gay With God community. How can you do that? Stay connected by messaging me your thoughts and comments in the comment section under the downloads of the show on the Gay With God show page. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and share, share, share so we can increase our community outreach and be a light to those who are struggling to claim their faith. Consider being a sponsor so I can highlight your service in our community. We are all worthy of respect and a relationship with the God of our understanding. I want to thank you in advance for supporting this podcast. Together, we as a community will keep this show visible and our community stronger. Deep gratitude to my friend Tim McClendon of Tim McClendon Music for allowing me to use an excerpt from Interlude 4, a song found on his CD entitled Sundance.